If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Feisty, fearless, and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we have an action-packed show. We are going to be talking about... Fauci's final press conference and what he would not answer, which is outrageous. That's coming up later on in the show. And also we have Mort Klein, who is the national president of Zionist Organization of America. And they just recently honored President Trump. I was there at their gala. I was sitting right near the president. We're going to talk a lot about what President Trump said it was right before he announced that he's running for president again. So we're going to talk about his message to that group and also the importance of fighting anti-Semitism, which is sadly a huge issue that's happening around the world in New York and really all across this country. And we're going to talk about that and some of the comments even coming from some Democratic members of Congress like Ilhan Omar that are just outrageous Anyway, I can't wait to talk to Mort Klein. He's going to be coming up in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, big news tonight. And I am happy that Kevin McCarthy, who is expected to be the Speaker of the House starting in January, that he and the Republicans are finally holding Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas's feet to the fire. The fact that President Biden has yet to go to the border is just outrageous. There have been four million plus people that have crossed the border illegally. Those are just the ones that the Border Patrol has encountered. We know that there's probably another 1.5 million that are, quote, gotaways. So do the math. That's 5.5 million. And it's about to get a lot worse with Title 42 about to be lifted in a matter of weeks. That was the sort of health provision that they could use to kick people out, even though the Biden administration wasn't doing anything to basically enforce that. But now, because COVID is essentially gone, they are saying, you know what, there's no reason to keep it in place. And the Biden administration, again, barely has been using it. They've been looking for any excuse to have an open border. It's been wide open. And I am so happy to see that Kevin McCarthy and the other Republican leaders have made securing our border one of their top priorities. And I think it sends such an incredibly powerful message that right away they went to the border. They said, we went, we looked around, we saw how bad it is, it's wide open. Imagine, as they're doing a news conference complaining about the open border, guess what, there were Venezuelan migrants that were taunting the GOP lawmakers basically mocking them and laughing at them as they're crossing illegally. I mean, 
It doesn't get any worse. And then you still have Alejandro Mayorkas, which to me is just shocking. He is the head of Homeland Security. And he has, with a straight face, he goes before Congress repeatedly, as we have seen over and over again, saying that the border is secure. To me, that is just shocking. And it is an outright lie. Anybody can see it with their own two eyes. It's like a flood of migrants crossing every single day. And if you think it's bad, it's going to go from bad to worse with this Title 42 that is about to be lifted. And so I am very happy to see that Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are saying today, listen, Alejandro Mayorkas, you better resign immediately or else we're going to start looking into the possibility of impeaching you as soon as we take over the House, which is going to start in January. And they said, guess what? We're going to hold hearings, not on Capitol Hill, we're going to hold them right at the border every day, and we're going to show all the people crossing over and over again. I am so happy that they're finally taking some action about it. And Kevin McCarthy, it is important because guess what? The Republicans wrote on securing the border, on protecting our country, on putting America first. And guess what? This open border has been, I think, one of the most atrocious travesties in American history. Not just because it is clearly open, but because of what has happened as a result of that. Fentanyl coming through at record levels, human trafficking coming through at record levels, the people that are crossing into the country, these horrible stories of what happened to young women and young kids as they're crossing the border, uh, basically getting raped, many of them getting killed, uh, going through this just desperate, desperate journey because they hear that the border is wide open, come to America. So these coyotes are totally taking advantage of them as they're crossing the border. My heart breaks for them. I don't blame them. And I've always said this to people. I don't blame anybody wanting to come to this country. It is the greatest country in the world. What I do blame is a Homeland Security secretary who tries to pretend like the border is not wide open and that we're all blind and stupid. We can see it with our own two eyes. It is clearly wide open, and it is not only an enormous danger for those who are crossing and taking that perilous journey, but it's also an enormous national and international security risk. With an American border that is wide open, you have terrorists coming through, you have bad folks coming through of other discord, you've got a whole bunch of folks coming through. And everybody is making money in terms of cartels and drug dealers, and it's going to be at American expense. We are going to feel this impact of this open border, not just now. We're going to feel it for generations to come. And I am so glad that Kevin McCarthy and the GOP are saying, you know what, Mayorkas, time to step down, time to bring in somebody who really cares about securing our border. And I actually can't wait if he, he, you know, he's not going to do it. You know, he's not going to leave. I can't wait till the hearings to get the border agents who come before Congress and say, here's what's happening. Here's what's going on. Democratic Party, you sit there and you say, and say, oh, I care about these migrants. If you care about these migrants, then what are you doing about the women that are being raped, the children that are being raped, the people that are being killed on the journey? They're not bringing any attention to that whatsoever. They're not bringing any attention to fentanyl which is killing 300 Americans every single day because they don't want to talk about the border. And that, to me, has been an utter dereliction of duty. I say Mayorkas, I say Biden, there are so many people that are responsible for it. They need to be held accountable.
What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. To me, the border is one of the biggest national security and international security disasters in American history. And it is shocking to me that our American president won't even discuss it, won't talk about it, that the Democratic Party tries to ignore it like it's not even happening. It's like the Hindenburg crashing and they're go, oh, uh, what Hindenburg? I mean, are you kidding me? We can see it with our own two eyes and it is going to have such devastating impact on our American society for, again, years upon years upon years to come. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Is it time for Alejandro Mayorkas to either step down or be impeached. What would you like to see happen to Alejandro Mayorkas? Do you think the border is wide open, as I clearly see, and as clearly a lot of other people do too, including some Democrats? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Kevin McCarthy just a few hours ago. He's there at the border, and he says this is catastrophic. Take a listen. Our nation has never been... So at risk, and their job has never been harder. Those brave men and women risk their lives every day to protect the American citizens from the consequences of illegal border crossings. Together we bear witness to the worst border crisis in the U.S. history. And then he gave a stunning statistic, and this to me was so powerful. I have been thinking about it ever since I heard Kevin McCarthy say this Just a few hours ago, take a listen to how he equates the devastation of fentanyl and the lack of reaction from the Democratic Party about it to other catastrophes in America. Take a listen. Under Secretary Mayorkas, his deliberate suspensions of our laws have proved deadly. Fentanyl is now flowing in record amounts. Today, 300 Americans will be poisoned and die. Tomorrow, 300 more. It is the equivalent of an airline crashing each and every day in America. It's the equivalent of an airline crashing every day in America. What an analogy. And our American president is not even addressing it. The only time I've ever heard him say the word fentanyl was on opioid opioid overdose day. Remember it? And he said it like... Like, had to get it out, like, for one second and then went on to, like, other topics right away. And yet never talked about the effect of fentanyl. Literally said the word once. That's the only time I think I've ever heard him in the last two years. And didn't even put it in relation to the border. Because then it also goes to China, who's bringing it in. Then it goes to their open borders, their policies that have caused it. They do not want to be held responsible. And they should be. This is outrageous. So bravo to Kevin McCarthy for making this call just a few hours ago. Today, I am calling on the secretary to resign. He cannot and must not remain in that position. If Secretary Mayorkas does not resign, House Republicans will investigate every order, every action, And every failure will determine whether we can begin impeachment inquiry. 
Bravo, bravo, bravo. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line six. Eddie, your thoughts. Read the thieves, they're robbers. Um, we talk about we know about we knew about this. We know about this rape tree. Mayorkas, uh, Joe Biden, and isn't it in the Constitution that they're supposed to protect our borders or else it's treason? Yes, and, by the way, one thousand percent, which is why it's interesting that that's the first person that they've sort of brought up with the word impeachment since they've taken over or you know, they're Obviously now told they will take over. They aren't officially get it. It happens in early January, but they have clearly come out and used. This is the first name, Mayorkas, where they use the word impeachment because you hit it right on the head. They have a constitutional duty to protect the homeland. What is more important than protecting our American borders from those who wish to do us harm? And they have not only uh, failed. They've basically signaled for them to come in. They've almost wished for them to come in the way that the border is. I get so angry, Eddie, because it's so such a blatant dereliction of duty of the basic rights of the president and his administration, Alejandro Mayorkas. It says if they don't, the citizens are allowed to protect the border with arms. So the people in Texas, Arizona, are allowed to protect the, protect the border, protect their homes. It says it's in the Constitution. We should have Biden impeached. Uh, I don't know why I didn't ask Rudy Giuliani on the steps of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Why don't you make copies at Rudy and sell it? I'll pay the shipping and handling and get out. If it's his possession, a laptop, and it shows all this stuff and what's going on in our country, why not get it out there? You yeah. Know, by, the, by the way, Eddie, Eddie, Rudy. Eddie, 1,000 yeah. percent. And we need a Rudy on the border. That's a good point, Ed. Um, you know, it is outrageous. And to your point about that now states can take control, one of them is the issue is of um, is the fact that Texas now, Governor Abbott, has come out and said it is, quote, an invasion. And he has said that he's going to be using armed tanks now at the border. They're going to be using high weaponry now at the border. That citizens, by the way, that's the other thing, too, Ed, not just states can now protect themselves There are citizens. Think about this. If you live on the border, look what we see in every state across this country. Everybody's feeling the effects of migrants because of this open border policy. What I can see is a John Wayne movie where they're in Piper Cubs and they're shooting 50 calibers at these uh, drug cartels. Yeah, but you know what? You know, the sad thing is, Eddie, Uh, sadly, a lot of people in U.S. military are getting outmanned and outgunned. And we saw this the other day. Remember, there was uh, the agent who was killed, the border agent who was killed off the coast of Puerto Rico. Because guess what? Suddenly they came in with submachine guns. That's what these drug dealers come with. Eddie, I've been at the border. And I'll never forget, I was with a, a, a sheriff named Siggy Gonzalez. And I was at NBC at the time. Suddenly the drug boat comes in. We're like, duck. We were ducking. Literally, it was Zapata's County. I'll never forget. We did a story overnight at the border. I've been there a number of times. And I remember we were like, literally, you see the drug boat come in and you're like, we were hiding behind the tree. Because guess what? You have like one, it was him and I think a deputy and me and my camera crew. And suddenly a boat with, you know, 10 drug lords with submachine guns are coming at you. Guess what? We're not on a suicide mission. And, and so that's what they're dealing with every single day. And And that's what clearly even the other day off the coast of Puerto Rico, a border agent was killed and they opened fire on him. They don't care. They they are just so emboldened. They don't care. 
And this administration has let this country down in such a horrible way that we will feel repercussions for decades, if not centuries to come. Eddie, thank you. We love you, Ed. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The head of Homeland Security, Kevin McCarthy, and other GOP members say resign immediately, basically dereliction of duty for protecting the border, America's homeland. Or if not, we will start looking into potential impeachment proceedings against you. And I actually think they have a tremendous case to make. Uh, I think they need to call him. They need to call border agents. They need to tell the real story of what's going on at the border And I would be stunned if Mayorkas can stay in his position. Uh, Boy, you could see even today when he was making the claims, there were border agents flanking him. You could tell he said, this is a catastrophe. Border agents are taking their own lives. There were three that committed suicide in the last week, 14 this year. How sad is that? Because they are overwhelmed and they are frustrated by what they are seeing firsthand. They're there to protect and serve And they're seeing what's happening at the border, which we are seeing with our own two eyes. And think about all the people that have been killed coming across the border. They think there are about a thousand at least so far since the Biden administration of women and children who've been killed, raped, beaten, uh, beaten to death. These are horrible statistics. And it's because they hear that America is wide open and come no matter what. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tommy, line five. Tommy, your thoughts about what needs to happen to Alejandro Mayorkas. Hello. Hi, Tommy. You're on the show. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he should go to jail. What the hell would be impeachment? Why do you think, why do you, why do you think, why do you think he could be charged? Where do you see charges versus impeachment? Well, people are dying. Innocent people are dying. Americans, 100,000 Americans buy drugs. And this man knowingly, knowingly hasn't done anything. And and it just shouldn't be him either. This is all Biden. You know, the American public, I don't know what's the matter with the American public. Are they really this stupid? They can't see this. These, this policy is destroying our country. For God's sakes, wake up, America. What the hell is going on with you? I'm just so disgusted. I'm a veteran, and I am so disgusted with this uh, Democratic Party. It it, it really, it it burns me up. All these innocent people, and the migrants, too. These people are being abused. And the Democratic Party is for the the little, little guy. Give me a break. They would expose all of them, send people to jail, just fed up with it all. You know what, Tommy, you bring up a great point because the Democratic Party has always been like, oh, we support the migrants. They should be saying, boy, this is not a safe situation for them either. They're being totally abused. And how is 
bringing in fentanyl into our country at a pace of an, an airliner crashing every single day, as Kevin McCarthy powerfully equated today, which is true by the numbers. How is that protecting the average American? Um, I mean, it's not because a lot of these drugs are flooding into inner cities. They're flooding into so many places. Um, and also those migrants, as you point out, are taking such a dangerous, deadly path to get to America um, so many of the women are, are telling these horrible stories of being raped, uh, of being beaten. Um, they're taken advantage of financially, um, which is the least of it compared to some of these other things we just talked about. It's horrible. It, it is ungodly what's happening to them. And how are you supporting the migrants if you're not controlling how it's coming in? Because guess what? The people who rule the roost are the drug cartels. You know, and these coyotes and those people, and they literally have like wristbands on them. It's like, okay, you know, if uh, this cartel, such and such cartel uses a green one, such and such cartel uses a blue wristband, such and such a cartel, and almost every single one of them, guess what, has a wristband on, because otherwise they can't get across the border. I feel your anger, and I feel your frustration, Tommy. And you know what? It, it breaks my heart. I, what I don't understand is also why are they not picketing at the border? I mean, if I had a ranch and I was right there across the border, I'd get like uh, 500 of my closest neighbors and I'd say every single day we're going to be out there picketing and protesting because they got to continue to draw attention to it and let them know it's not a GOP issue. It's an American issue. We're going to continue with your calls and also our back the blue after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from Freeport, Illinois, where two Freeport police officers and a Stevenson County Sheriff's deputy were recognized for their life-saving efforts and to save a man from attempting to jump into a river earlier this month. The officers and the sheriff's deputies responded to a report of a suicidal suspect on a bridge on November 1st. And while one of the men engaged the man in conversation, the two officers were able to position themselves to prevent the man from jumping and were able to pull him back from the railing and restrain him without injury. He would then transfer to the hospital for treatment. Uh, the Freeport chief uh, of police, Matt Summers, said at a November 21st city council meeting where the three officers were appropriately recognized, I want to say how proud I am of our officers that they were able to be there for this individual. And I think we all should be further saying the citizens of Freeport and Stevenson County are fortunate to have such dedicated law enforcement officers who risk their lives to save others. They report to duty daily to protect the citizens they serve and bravo 
to these two police officers and the uh, the sheriff's deputy also from that area, all in the Freeport, Illinois area. And of course, to all of our great men and women in blue and everybody, by the way, to go along with our great back the blue segment, which we do here every night. The Rita Cosby Show Store has a line of Back the Blue merchandise. So head over to store.ritacosbyonline.com. That's store.ritacosbyonline.com. And check out our line of Back the Blue gear. And when you use the promo code RITA15, you will receive 15% off of your order. It is a great gift for the holiday season to somebody you love who's either in law enforcement or retired, or even just somebody who supports our men and women in the blue, which I know so many of you all do. Again, that's go to store.ritacosbyonline.com and be sure to back the blue. And everybody, we are talking, of course, how difficult it is for law enforcement at our U.S. southern border. Kevin McCarthy and other members of GOP leadership Went to the border today. They said they wanted to go see it firsthand again. They've been many times. President Biden has yet to go to the border. Kamala Harris has done like a quick drive-by. Remember, I was like, oh, yeah, I saw I got to go. Uh, that was basically her visit. So they went to the border, and they said, we want to see it firsthand. And then they came out and said, yeah, it continues to be a leaky open sieve, and it continues to be a huge security risk for America. And they said... That this is outrageous, that Alejandro Mayorkas needs to either be removed, resigned, or guess what? Impeached. Take a listen. If Secretary Mayorkas was in charge of any company, he would have been fired by now for the failures of what he has caused. The American public deserve more, deserve better, and expect more within their government. Enough is enough. We will do whatever it takes. And then he further said, guess what? The hearings will not be on Capitol Hill, but they're going to continue to meet regularly on the border. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And after January 3rd, no longer will members have to come down to the border to tour. We will hold our hearings at the border so the Democrats can no longer hide from the crisis they have created. And they say, Suspect number one is Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, take a listen. This is Congressman Fluger, who was also there at the border with Kevin McCarthy. And he feels that, like, Mayorkas is just kind of laughing all the way to the bank. Clearly, he doesn't care. I mean, if you look at the images, it's outrageous. He sits there again with a straight face. Just last week, remember, there was a series of hearings at the House and then at the Senate. And each time, yeah, the border's secure. And even Kat Kamek or the congresswoman, I remember her saying, um, you know, your indignous, you know, your righteous indignation was her phrase. Uh, how dare you sit there with a straight face, kind of laughing with a big smirk on your face and go, oh, yeah, it's open. I mean, it's, it's closed. It's fine. No problem. We got a handle on it. We're working on it even more. It's great. She's like, like you, it's what, what planet is this guy on and how arrogant that he's sitting there before Congress, we all see the pictures. It's like, you know, suddenly saying, you know, if the sky is purple, take my word for it. Don't worry about it. It's not blue. That's basically what he's doing to the American public every single day. And here is Congressman Pfluger giving his take on Mayorkas. The system 
was indeed flashing red, and it still is. And yet Secretary Mayorkas is mocking us. Last week, as a member of the Committee on Homeland Security, I personally asked Secretary Mayorkas if the border was secure. And he laughed. He laughed at me, and he laughed at others on the committee, and asserted that the, the border was secure, that we had operational control of the border, which is completely false. Yeah, can you imagine being asked, you're in Congress, saying, look, the border is clearly not secure. We see the numbers, and yet he's laughing. Like, oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, this is no laughing matter. It is a catastrophe, and it's a catastrophe for every single community. How do you undo that? That's the problem. You know, even if you close the border tomorrow, which they should do, but they can't do because the Biden administration's in control and purposely wants it to be open because no person with, uh, you know, half a brain would want it, you know, the way it is right now. But they clearly intentionally want it open. And think about the damage. How do you track down all the people that have come through this country? How do you track down suddenly 5.5 million that have come to this country illegally, most of which you cannot keep track of, which you haven't even tried to keep track of, many of which have criminal records, and they have suddenly just seeped into communities across this country, incorporated into communities, into locations, changed names, did whatever, you know, uh, who knows what they're planning, who knows, you know, uh, what they're doing. There's no way to keep track of them. And that's why it is so dangerous that they've allowed it to happen for two years. Can you imagine what will happen to this country if it continues for two more weeks? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here's a little bit more of Congressman Fluger saying that when they go down, they talk to the people who are in charge, the border agents. And the border agents feel that the Biden administration, they are simply not listening to them. They don't care what law enforcement has to say, but the GOP does. Take a listen. We have talked to dozens of Border Patrol agents today, just today, and hundreds others over the past two years. Not a single agent today has claimed that the border is secure. In fact, they say it is the most open that it has been in their entire career. They say that they don't feel appreciated or valued by their own leadership. And he says it's pretty simple what needs to happen, at least to start the turn, of course. Take a listen. Mr. Secretary, we have one message for you. You need to resign. You need to allow these good men and women of the Border Patrol to do their jobs that they so desperately want to do. You and the president have abandoned Texans. You have abandoned Americans. And you have certainly abandoned the hardworking men and women of the United States, United States Border Patrol. And they are estimating, by the way, when Title 42 goes away, it could be three times the amount of people crossing the border. You heard that right. Three times the amount. In fact, I want to play. This is a Lieutenant Chris Olivares. This is cut 24, uh, because this is stunning what will happen when Title 42 goes away. Uh, that's going to be in a matter of weeks. With Title 42 in place, that's really the only uh, policy that we have to kind of somewhat sustain the situation that we're seeing on the border. But right now, they're taking it by a thread. And we know that come December, Title 42 is going to be gone. And with that, you're going to see double, probably even triple the numbers that we're seeing now, the daily numbers, where we're averaging seven to 8,000 daily encounters a day. So with that number doubling or even tripling, 
that's going to be very uh, – that's really going to tie resources that we're seeing right now with our Border Patrol agents, which, which means now we're going to have to deploy more state resources to fill in those right. gaps, those vulnerabilities along the border because of we're going to see the surge of immigrants coming across. That is frightening. Maybe two, maybe three times the amount on the border. That's shocking. Let's go to Michael, line one. Michael, your thoughts about this. My thoughts are that we're going after the wrong guy, Mayorkas. we got to go after the big kahuna, Joe Biden. He's you the guy you mean the big guy? Rita. The big guy, according yeah, to Hunter? Yeah, the big guy, Rita. Rita, can I tell you a joke? It's a clean one. you got to hear it. Your audience will love it. Make sure it's clean and make sure it's short. <laughs> it's clean. Okay. Joe wakes up in the White House one night. He's sleeping, and George Washington's at the foot of his bed. He says, George, what do I do to make the American, help the American people? Tell the truth. Oh, the truth? An hour later, he wakes up again. Thomas Jefferson's at the foot of his bed. He says, Thomas, what do I need to do to make the, help the American people? Love the Constitution. The Constitution? He goes back to sleep. An hour lady wakes up, Lincoln's at the foot of the bed. He says, Abe, what do I have to do to help the American people? And Abe says, go see your play. Oh, Michael, that's a bad one. That is a bad one. Listen, that, first of all, we want him to be alive. We just want him to be out of office. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> but, but, but that is a pretty good joke, Michael. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. At least you covered a whole bunch of presidents. On the other hand, obviously, uh, Joe Biden, clearly has been derelict in his duty, uh, Michael, to your your point prior to the joke. It is just insane that he hasn't gone to the border. Uh, and I'm not sure if he'd know he went to the border if he went there or not, because he doesn't seem to know where the heck he is. Michael, thanks so much for the call. And uh, interesting joke. Let's go to Rick. <laughs> Rick, go ahead. Hey, Rita, they have no plan for having a border. They have a plan for a 200-mile-wide zone of cooperation. You can take a look at it. Do a search on the Internet. U.N. Agenda 21 Biodiversity Map. So what do you believe is their plan? Their plan is just to have an open border. And America is just going to be like South America, so it's not going to matter. And how sad is that? That is a sad state of affairs for our country and for other countries, too, because having a weak United States or having a degraded America is bad for the rest of the world. That's why it breaks my heart in so many ways. Let's go to Pete. Uh, Pete, your thoughts about the border. Go ahead, Pete. Rita, this fentanyl is bad. This isn't a Republican or a Democrat thing. This ain't for only our youth. This is older people my age, 50, 60, and 70, that are using this stuff to escape from reality, and it's poison. I did a rescue with Narcon. Renee and I went to training with my daughter. So we do rescues. Like I have a police radio. If I hear of something, I go to it. Bravo. I did do a guy that had a lot of fentanyl, and man, it dropped me. It drew it right across the room. It threw me. Now I got a respirator, a gas mask that I use. If I do it, I keep it in the car. So wait, Pete, uh, Pete hang on one second, because you bring up a great point. You're you're saying what you were doing a rescue, and the person was on fentanyl, and how contaminated it is, and how dangerous it is. That it affected you even coming in to try to help? Yes. It throws you about 10 feet. This stuff is horrible. The guy had it in uh, Snapple bottles. And like a jerk, I took the bottle to remove it. I was afraid that a car would run over it. And I opened the top and the stuff just hit me. And I'm telling you, it's the worst that you could experience. But 
for addicted people. You know, I used to say to people with junkies, you know, I don't use those words no more. Those, these are people that are sickness. It's a sickness, you know, and uh, my heart goes out to them. I thank God that I never got involved with this stuff using it, but my friends did. I have had maybe uh, 50 friends that I knew when I was 20. Uh, they're not here no more. They're all drugs and everything because they never were able to get the kind of jobs they wanted to, and they fell back as a crux. You got, you know, you got. It's a horrible thing. This is a, a country of people addicted. It is. And, uh, it we is. We have to get something straightened out. This is mentally wrong. And also, you know, Pete, too. This also affects, you know, every color, every, you know, every economic uh, group. Um, and just, you know, your point about how toxic fentanyl is. I mean, there have been law enforcement who've also gone on the scene as well um, to help people. And they've gotten, you know, reactions, too, because it is so toxic. And that's when you see uh, these pills and these like, you know, sometimes when you see um, like a whole pile of pills, sometimes it takes one pill to kill thousands upon thousands of people. That's how toxic it is. And they're putting them in these rainbow pills that are appealing to young kids. That's even scarier, too. Young kids are thinking, oh, it's candy. Or, you know, or they don't realize that it's laced with fentanyl, of course, because um, it's getting laced uh, by, you know, uh, by those bringing it across the border. And they're unaware of what they're taking. And it's deadly. I mean, there's no second chance. It is so frightening. Uh, Pete, you really, really hit it on the head. We're going to continue, everybody, with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about that wide open southern border and also Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who is slated to be the Speaker of the House, saying Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, guess what? You need to go and you need to go immediately. Uh, and if you don't, we're going to start impeachment proceedings. By the way, in the next hour, we're also going to talk about Fauci because he did his final hearing today at the White House and then they started asking questions about a whole bunch of different stuff. And he's like, uh, 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 time to go. <laughs> time to leave. Well, uh, Kevin McCarthy also strongly suggested that he will be called in for questioning as well. They're going to have a very busy time on the GOP side, uh, when they take over the house in January. Plus also, by the way, uh, in the next hour too, we're going to be talking with Mort Klein. He is head of the Zionist Organization of America, and they recently had President Trump as their honoree at a big, big gala in New York City. It was just a few days before President Trump actually announced that he is running for president, and it was really powerful. And he's going to be talking about the president's speech there before his group, and he's also going to be talking about anti-Semitism that is sadly on the rise across this country, what to do with Iran, what to do with so many different issues that are affecting the state of Israel. It's going to be a powerful discussion, and I'm really looking forward to more Klein joining us in just about half an hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. Uh, let's go to your calls. Let's go to Judith, line eight. Judith, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. 
Hi, Rita. Thanks. Uh, let me listen. This invasion has been going on for two years since Biden got in, and it's Biden who wants it. And he said in 215 that that's exactly what he wants when he's vice president. So it's, it happened on his watch. So for two years, Rita, where has the media been? Where has the press been? Like, you know, they're like Sergeant Schultz's syndrome or something. I see nothing. I know nothing. I hear nothing. It's not just Mallorca. The media, they're so powerful. The press, they're so powerful. And yet for two years, they've ignored the whole thing. I guarantee you, they would like show all of these things that you were talking about when you started your show, which is horrific. It was the fentanyl people, the kids that are dying like that, 100,000 or more, I don't know, and the trafficking and the deaths. If they would put this in the media and the press, I think things would be a little different. But somehow they go along. And by the way, where is this bleeding heart AOC, this hypocrite? Do you remember when? When, when she went to the border and she's crying on the fence there because there were supposed cages, blamed it on Trump. Meanwhile, it was Biden and Obama that did those cages. Where is AOC? Why does she not care? Yeah, you know what? That's a great point, Judith. You're right. Um, and I think, though, the media will start covering it once there actually becomes hearings. And I agree they have been negligent at not covering it so far. It's only been a handful of media that really is covering it. But I think once it becomes mainstream... And I think once there's House hearings, Mayorkas gets called in, uh, and they have to cover it. I think all of these different angles are going to force the media eventually to make sure that they bring attention to it. Uh, whether they want to or not, I think they're going to have to. And you bring up a great point about AOC, because you're right. It was like it turned out those were the cages from Obama. And you're right. Now she's silent on what's exactly happening. Meantime, also to those poor migrants who are coming and taking this very, very, treacherous route as well. Um, by the way, everybody, I also want to make sure that you check out my social media before I forget. Uh, you got to go to at Rita Cosby on Twitter because I want to give a great shout out to, first of all, the Catherine Restaurant. Uh, they're located 41 West 35th Street, New York City. They opened this week and we had the most amazing birthday party uh, courtesy of the owner and famous restaurateur, great entrepreneur, Tony Park. Uh, incredible food, mouth-watering. Oh, my gosh, amazing. We also had margaritas. Get it? Margaritas. Um, we also had amazing food, octopus, lobster, steak, truffle fries, all the good stuff. It was incredible. And it's a beautiful restaurant. Amazing staff. The manager, Jeremy, there could not have been more amazing and more hospitable as were the rest of the staff. They were A++. And I got the most incredible birthday cake. I had to put it up on my social media. So you got to go to my Twitter, at Rita Cosby. you got to take a look at this. Several layers of cake, including it has a TV set. It's all made of cake and frosting. Also a microphone. It is a huge hit. It is a broadcaster's delight. And it is so great. I've gotten some fun birthday cakes over my life. This was unbelievable. This is top of the top of the top. It was made by uh, Angelina Bakery, which is also owned by the great Tony Park, who is one of the great, great, again, businessmen out there. Uh, so he's got some incredible restaurants. You got to check it out. They just opened this week. Everyone has been raving about the food. If you're in New York or you're coming to New York, you got to check it out. 
it was just amazing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful setting, too, and the people could not have been nicer. It was one of the most amazing birthdays I think I have ever had, and it was courtesy of Tony Park and the great folks there at Catherine Restaurant on West 35th Street. You got to check it out. Um, also, we put some great pictures up, and I want to thank uh, Jeff Smith, Photography, who always takes the best pictures because we put some of his pictures up. I'll try to put some more up later on in the week. Uh, but it was just fantastic. And the cake is like, it's like a work of art. I mean, when you see it, I'm like, how did he do this? It is amazing. It has a picture of me, has the antennas, it has the broadcast mic. It has like just all of these things. And it was hazelnut. It is absolutely, absolutely delicious. We're sharing it here uh, with some of my buddies here at WABC with my great staff. We're still enjoying it today. So everybody check it out. And I just want to say thank you to Tony Park and the great folks there at Catherine Restaurant. Amazing cake. Everybody got to go onto my social media and see a picture. It is, again, a true, true work of art. We're going to have much more on the Rita Cosby Show. Stay with us, everybody. After the break, talking about Fauci and also talking about Trump speaking at the ZOA. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby Show. We are going to be talking with Mort Klein. He's the head of the Zionist Organization of America. He's going to join us in about half an hour to talk about what it was like when President Trump spoke to his group. It's one of the few speeches President Trump has done accepting a big, big award. And it was just days before President Trump announced that he is running for president again. President Trump has been a big friend to Israel and we're going to be talking to more Klein about that relationship and also the rise of anti-Semitism that's happening around the world and also in America. And even by some members on the Democratic side of Congress, we are going to get into that coming up later on in the hour. Meantime, we've been talking about what's been happening on Capitol Hill and at the White House. And who could forget? This exchange with Anthony Fauci and Rand Paul, this was one for the record books. You made a statement just a moment ago that's completely incorrect, where you say we continue to support research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You proved it in August of last year. No, no, your statement says, quote, I wrote it down as you were writing. You continue to support research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You were in committee a month ago Which and said you still trust the Chinese scientists and you still support the research over there. You said it a month ago Senator in committee. Senator Paul, I have allowed Dr. Fauci to respond. You've had your time. I'm going to give him He's going to be dishonest. Minute. He ought to be challenged. Senator Paul, we will allow Dr. Fauci to respond after you've given accusations like that. Dr. Fauci. Well, I don't have any more to say except to say that, as usual, and I've, I have a great deal of respect for this body of the Senate, and it makes me very uncomfortable to have to say something, but he is egregiously incorrect in what he says. Thank you. Thank History you. will figure that out on its own. So- 
And I think history has figured it out. My goodness, how often has Dr. Fauci had to walk back his comments? Remember, it was like, get vaccinated. Well, maybe kids under X shouldn't. Uh, Maybe you should wear a mask. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. Uh, Maybe you should have PPE. Maybe you shouldn't. I mean, my goodness. It's like, Sybil, your head is swinging left to right because he couldn't keep his story straight. And boy, did he become a political animal. Remember, he was like, oh, no, 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 I am apolitical. And then, of course, as soon as President Trump left, he was like, oh, he's gone. Uh, here's my good friend, President Biden. So you just wonder how much information. And I have never felt comfortable with Anthony Fauci and his lack of an explanation about the Wuhan lab, the fact that there was gain-of-function research that was, again, funded through this company that he was aware, a grant, and why would you never bring it up? I'll never forget, we've had a number of people from the Biden White House, uh, forgive me, the Trump White House, that have been here on the show, and they have repeatedly said that they were in meetings with Anthony Fauci. These were the key people, like Peter Navarro and others, And he was in charge of all of the PPE and the masks and all the policies and all of these things and other officials that were in all those like daily briefings with a handful of people, including Dr. Fauci. And I find it stunning that Dr. Fauci never admitted that he was involved and had approved grants behind President Obama's back. Remember, President Obama didn't want gain of function to happen. And yet Fauci continued the grant Continued, continued, continued. And lo and behold, it goes to the Wuhan lab. And he never, ever mentioned it in all the meetings that he had with President Trump and other key officials at the administration. Why? What are you hiding, Dr. Fauci? What's going on? Why do we not know that? Why is he not admitting that? And why are we not allowed to even get inspectors into the Wuhan lab or go into China, period? You know, you think about this has been what happened with COVID has been disastrous, not just for America, but for the world. Wouldn't you think the world would be demanding to get into China to look into the origins of it all? I mean, it's a it's a common sense thing. And yet Fauci is deflect, deflect, and he's a been a big old China apologist. And to me, it's been shameful for something as terrible as this virus that has devastated America and the world physically mentally, emotionally, financially, and yet China gets a pass. Let's not worry about the origins. Let's just move on. A couple, you know, millions of people died. No big deal. I mean, that to me is shocking. And Fauci, I think, is at the root of it all. He is clearly not told enough to the American public as to what he knows, when he knows it. What about these grants? What else can we find out? I can't wait for the GOP, hopefully to blow the lid on that and send finally some investigators to China to get to the root cause of something that's killed millions around the world. I mean, it's unfathomable to me that they haven't looked at it. It's shocking. And yet today, here is Fauci's final hearing. And again, he talked about wearing a mask for Thanksgiving. It's like Groundhog Day. First of all, everybody should be vaccinated and boosted with flu and with COVID. Whether or not you wear a mask or Another thing we shouldn't underestimate is testing. So when we're gathering at a family gathering for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for any other holiday as we get into the winter, it makes sense that you might want to get a test that day before you come into a place in which you might be infected and spread it 
or other people who might be there in order to protect. So there's masking is important, but you can count masking, vaccine, boosting, testing. All of that is part of the spectrum of protecting yourself. Yeah, all of that's part of the spectrum of protecting yourself. And so now it gets to the question of what about the origins? And guess who was asking? It wasn't like uh, Fox News or other media. It was somebody else actually was like, it's an obvious question. Dr. Fauci, it's your final briefing today was before the White House. This was his final one. And so reporters are like, oh, we haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, can we get to the origins of the coronavirus? That's a pretty obvious question to ask. Because clearly Biden doesn't want to ask the Chinese president when he has three-hour conversation with him. He obviously wants to talk about kimonos or something else like that. So we won't even talk about the coronavirus. So a reporter, again, it's not Fox News. This is not, you know, Peter Ducey of Fox News. This is another reporter asks the question, and the White House press secretary shuts him down. Take a listen. I will not call on you if you yell. And also you're taking time off the clock. Because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I, I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, like, she's only thirty great questions. You ask your question. You should allow her to ask her question. It is not. It is not your turn. You You can read a press briefing. You need to call from people like. Across the room, she has a valid question. She's asked about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. And Dr. Fauci is the best person. I, to I hear that. your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is a disrespect. Of, it is. I'm done, Simon. I'm done. I'm Simon. I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Simon and Jeremy, how dare you ask a question about a disease that killed millions of people? Who do you think you are asking questions? Are you the media? What's wrong with you? I mean, this to me is abominable, and they still wouldn't answer. She literally, as you just heard, cut off the reporter and said basically, like, we're done. We're not going to talk about that. Why would you not want to know the answer to that question? Why would you not make it priority number one? If you were Dr. Fauci, if you were the Biden administration, because guess what? Then you could galvanize the world. Can you imagine galvanizing the entire world to force China to open up and at least get answers one way or the other? If you don't have anything to hide, let inspectors in, China. What are you hiding? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Uh, Norm, I know how much you love Dr. Fauci. Go ahead, Norm. I love Norm. Dr. Fauci. <laughs> What do you make yeah. of the fact that they try to ask a question about the COVID mm-hmm. origins and you hear Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, saying, we're done, we're done. I mean, that that to me, I, I would have, if I was in the press room, I would have said, actually, you know, America's done with people like you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have well, been my it, response. It's the power of big pharma. But uh, in honor of Anthony Fauci's farewell tour, I have written the following flawed little limerick. There was an old man named Fauci whose lying under oath made us grouchy. His lockdowns and pride made Americans cry. Don't let the door hit you in your back pouchy. Can I say ouchie? (laughs) (laughs) Norm, that is great. 
I always Thank knew you. that you were a poet entrepreneur. Poet. I love you. Yes. And Love you, too. Thank you, Norm, so much. Great to hear from you, my friend. Thanks so Same much. Let's, let's go to Manuela, line five. Manuela, your thoughts about all of this and the good Dr. Fauci. And uh, by the way, that was a great, great poem, I thought, that Norm came up with. Uh, yeah, that was actually made me laugh in the middle of a supermarket because I'm picking up last minute uh, groceries for a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> um, um, I by the way, by the way, you, before you pay the bill, it's good that you can laugh a little because the bill will be a lot higher than last year, sadly. Yeah, it's going to hurt. But, um, you know, something I tell my husband all the time is if you go back to when Fauci first was on the COVID task force for President Trump and he was his expert and you know he he it, Trump would introduce him proudly you know and then there's a point kind of early on when we were in lockdown and whatnot where actually would contradict him in the open press conferences but he would do it so cool and smug like he does to to Rand Paul you know in Congress and it started to make the president always sound like he didn't know what he was talking about and you know fast forward here we are over time the president did have credible and knowledgeable information, and it was Fauci who was trying to cast doubt or, or, you know, make the president look ridiculous, make President Trump look like he didn't know what he was talking about. And it just you see these new hearings with Rand Paul and he just sits there. He goes, oh, he's absolutely lying. Well, it's been a progression and he's a really shady character. And a lot of the stuff he lied about back then is in his emails now. Yeah, and also, Manuela, how could you how could you not um, like bring up the gain of function? You know, I mean, that to me is such a dereliction of uh, it's such an obfuscation of of whatever it is, even if there's nothing there, which I tend to think when somebody doesn't talk about it and it just happens to be tied to the Wuhan lab, which is possible source of covid virus. And in fact, you know, it even came out recently that other people that were working with Fauci said there's a good chance that now, yeah, maybe it was man made. You know, they've even conceded that it may not have been, you know, uh, you know, uh, somehow made in nature. You know, I mean, so the fact that they've even opened the door it took how many years to get to that point and they're not excluding. In other words, yeah, it needs to be looked at. But Fauci doesn't want to look at it. He never mentioned that grant. And every time he's like, you know, playing the word dance, the word salad with with, um, you know, Rand Paul, whenever he says, hey, explain gain of function. He's like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, uh, it just kind of happens to lead. And just like you said, those emails have been absolutely damning for Fauci and they've been horrible for them. And the way he was like kind of undermining President Trump and how gleeful he was. You know, when when Biden came in, just made it to me, just there was something so suspect about the whole thing. And the fact that he hasn't pressed for an answer is shocking to me. I mean, this is not a little thing, as we know what happened with COVID. And I want to play a little bit more of this is another Rand Paul Fauci classic exchange, Manuela. Take a listen. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress. Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain-of-function. 
So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. That's right. Only he does, and he doesn't even care about the origins of a disease that killed millions upon millions of people. So we'll just trust Fauci and move on, right? No big deal. That, to me, is disgusting. Manuela, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. What should happen to Anthony Fauci? The GOP says they're going to haul him in for questions, and I can't wait to see that. And when are we finally going to get the investigations into COVID? Because Fauci doesn't care. Biden doesn't care. Guess what? I care. Do you care? 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Anthony Fauci has his final White House hearing, but he knows it won't be the last time he's going to be grilled, especially with the House turning into a GOP majority. They can't wait to ask him questions. And Anthony Fauci said with his little smug face, I'm ready. If there are oversight hearings, I absolutely will cooperate fully and testify before the Congress have asked. You may not know, but I've testified before the Congress a few hundred times, okay, over the last 40 years or so. So I have no trouble testifying. We can defend and explain and stand by everything that we've said. So I have nothing to hide. That's because he's had to testify so many times because he still won't give an answer. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve, line eight. Steve, your thoughts about all this. Yeah, hi. So he says that he could explain everything. So can he explain why it is that the the Wuhan virus actually broke out in a place probably a few uh, meters or miles from the Wuhan laboratory anyway? Can you explain that coincidence? Is it just coincidence or is it really the fact that, of course, that it was really uh, formulated over there in that Wuhan laboratory? It's rather obvious. anyway. It's rather obvious that this guy is withholding information anyway. It's been re- documented with Epoch Times, et cetera, some of these other outfits. The problem is that we have such a suppression of knowledge that is a dis, uh, dis, uh, you know, uh, doing such a disgrace to the American public that there's no outrage at, law, at large uh, against these policies, the Biden border policy, the fact that he's not going after China with regard to the Wuhan virus. There's a cabal of uh, people that are suppressing information. You know what? That's a great word. There is sort of this cabal. It's sort of like this group of people that have said, oh, let's give Fauci a break. Oh, trust him. And and I agree with you, Steve. I mean, you know, if somebody said, you know, uh, can you just imagine? It's like, you know, that's like winning the Powerball, that it would happen to be the same amount of odds, basically, uh, that it would happen to have that they would be doing testing on bat coronaviruses at the Wuhan lab, uh, which is right down the street from that wet market where they first discovered the first case. And they're not even sure if that was the first case, but it's right in that area. It's all in the same area. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, you know, then I'd say go for the Powerball because you probably have better odds. You know, to me, it is so astounding 
And I do not believe in coincidences, to your point. Um, there's no way that it just happens to be in that area. They happen to be doing coronavirus testing. And guess what? There happens to be this research, whether he wants to call it, quote, gain a function or do give some verbal gobbledygook other definition. There clearly were grants that were tied to the Wuhan lab that for some reason he didn't want the American public to know about it. So, uh, all of that just leads you to go, why are you not saying everything? And why are they not pressing? Why is he and the Biden administration not pressing China? I mean, to me, what are they afraid of asking China about the origins of the coronavirus? I mean, can you imagine if the shoe were on the other foot? Uh, China would be demanding answers. And, and because America's not leading on this, it's causing the other countries to not lead on it. You know, I mean, think about... I mean, it's not just, I think, shameful for America. It's shameful for the world. We need to be taking leadership and demanding answers. If we're not demanding answers, then who? You're expecting, what, Zimbabwe or Ghana to start pressing, you know, China for answers on this when America doesn't even have the cojones and our president is such a weeping willow? You are absolutely right, Steve, 1,000%. Let's go to John, line six. John, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I agree with uh, you that, you know, the the press and the GOP really need to take a lesson from Rand Paul and learn how to ask good questions, because until they ask the right questions and good questions, nobody's going to be held accountable. This is related to the border issue as well with Mayorkas and the White House press secretary. Nobody ever asks them, what is your definition, for example, of a closed border? Because they say that the border is closed every time I see them on television. But nobody follows up and asks, well, what is the definition of a border that's in control? And until we ask good questions like Rand Paul asking Fauci and and some of the others, we're not going to hold anybody accountable. And I think that's the key to some of the future success coming out of this. Great, great points. It's what you ask. And it's also who's asking it, too. And I think once there will be hearings and the GOP seems intent on having them, we may get to the bottom of some of these things, which, boy, do we need to, whether it's border, as you talk about, Fauci and a whole bunch more. Coming up, we're going to be doing our support, our heroes, and we're also going to talk to Mort Klein about President Trump's visit. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a big story coming from Jacksonville, Florida, where a big honor took place for one of Jacksonville's local World War II veterans, and that was Jesse Dunbar who recently turned 100 years old and was one of nine veterans being honored at the grand opening of a new movie at the National World War II Museum in New Orleans on Veterans Day. This was all made possible through the Soaring Valor program of the Gary Sinise Foundation, who is so awesome. And that foundation is working to preserve the stories of our nation's heroes and to bring the remaining World War II veterans to visit the museum that honors their service. Mrs. Dunbar served in the United States Navy as a WAVE, W-A-V-E, in the 1940s. That stands for Women Accepted for Volunteer Emergency Service. 
Jesse's work was critical in helping to maintain and repair America's aircraft instruments for its World War II fighter planes. Very vital service. Mrs. Dunbar will soon also be featured in a book about the women of World War II. And the Soaring Valor program honors those such as Jesse Dunbar, who worked tirelessly to support those on the front lines who fought to save the world from tyranny. Well, just about a week or so ago, former President Trump spoke at the ZOA Gala, which took place in New York City. He was honored there with one of their highest awards uh, for talking about his major support and major actions that have helped Israel. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of his speech at that gala. As president, I was proud to be the best friend. The this has been stated by many, so I'm just repeating it. And he did so much, again, with the Abraham Accords, also moving the embassy. So many accomplishments. He got a rousing applause. I was honored to be there and be sitting right near President Trump. And he gave a fantastic, fantastic speech. And here's a little bit more where he said it is important to condemn those who criticize Israel to those who say things that are anti-Semitic. And he said that also even includes some members of Congress who have not necessarily been a friend to Israel. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more of what he had to say. They need more support. There's people in Congress that hate Israel. And nobody thought when I was growing up and really is probably close as even 10 years, but certainly 15 years ago in Congress, I think Israel was, uh, couldn't touch Israel, you couldn't say a bad thing about it. And today, what they're saying, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned AOC plus three. So AOC plus a lot more than three, unfortunately. It started off with three, now it's a lot more than three. We have to stop that. Israel's too important, too vital. And joining us now is the national president of Zionist Organization of America, Mort Klein. Mort, great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. I love being on your show. Thank you so much. You know, I thought former President Trump was amazing when he addressed ZOA at the beautiful gala. I had the honor of being there, so I saw him firsthand. What did you think of his address to ZOA? I thought the address was as presidential and as meaningful as any talk I've ever heard pre- uh, uh, President Trump ever make. Uh, and the fact that he got a several minutes standing ovation afterwards shows that the audience felt the same way. And we felt it was our moral duty to say thank you for the extraordinary things he did uh, for, for U.S.'s relations. Uh, he's the one who created peace between Israel and Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, Morocco, and Sudan. He should have gotten a Nobel, Nobel Prize for this. Of course, he moved the embassy to Israel's capital, where it should be, to Jerusalem. Uh, he imposed maximum sanctions on Iran, a country that regularly, daily, says death to America and death to Israel. They're a, one of our most serious enemies in the world. And he stopped funding uh, the Palestinian Authority. And why did he stop giving them $500 million of our taxpayer money? Because President Trump said, as long as the Palestinian Authority pays Arabs lifetime pensions to murder Jews, most people don't know this. If you murder a Jew and you're a Palestinian, you get a lifetime pension paid for by the Palestinian Authority. It's outrageous. And the, and the pension is five times the average salary of a Palestinian's typical average salary. And uh, he said, as long as you do this, we're not getting any money from us. And, you know, the Palestinian Authority said, no problem. 
We're going to continue doing it. We don't want your money. They prefer paying people to murder Jews and Americans. The Arabs who have murdered Americans in Israel get the same lifetime pension. And uh, you know, Trump has done the right thing to try and get th that type of nonsense to, to stop. And Trump was also the first American president to pray at the sacred Western Wall in Jerusalem, uh, one of the two holiest places to the Jewish people. He went there and prayed. So, so he's done so much for Israel. We felt uh, it was our duty to simply say, thank you, Mr. President. You were an extraordinary presence, uh, president promoting strong U.S.-Israel relations, uh, uh, having strong relations with America's greatest ally, and that's the Jewish state of Israel. And, you know, more kind to the award you gave him truly was historic. I was hearing some of the other people who received it. And I agree. I mean, the Abraham Accords, what President Trump accomplished, and also you talked about moving, you know, the embassy. There were so many things that were groundbreaking that history is always going to remember him for that moment. But talk about the award he got and some of the other people that received that esteemed ZOA award. It's an award that we've rarely given. <laughs> it's a solid gold medallion called the Theodore Herzl medallion. Theodore Herzl was uh, one of the, really, were the first people to work to reestablish the state of Israel. That's only been given to Lord Balfour of England, Winston Churchill, Harry Truman, David Ben-Gurion, the first Prime Minister of Israel, Golda Meir, and Menachem Begin. That's it. So he's uh, one of the few, and he deserves it. He's done as much for Israel as uh, any political leader in, in the world. And uh, so... Uh, uh, and I was told that he was thrilled to, to get this, and he, fi he finally appreciated that a Jewish organization has recognized what he's done, because uh, uh, others have not. I mean, he also, by the way, recognized the, le the legal and moral and religious and political right of Jews to live in Judea and Samaria, the West Bank. Why can Arabs live in Israel? and Jews should not be allowed to live in the West Bank and Judea and Samaria, he said it is legal. No president has done that before. And by, by the way, Ahmad uh, Abbas was so angry, he said, when we take over the West Bank, no Jew will be allowed to live there. This is one of the monsters of the Middle East. He's a monster terrorist, Mahmoud Abbas, who pays people to murder Jews, says no Jew will be allowed to live in, the, in Judea and Samaria if and when they ever have a state. Uh, and he, he calls Jews filth. He calls Americans filth. Uh, he's condemned uh, uh, this president, Biden, uh, only recently when he met with Putin. Uh, people don't appreciate what a, tar a terrible human being the head of the Palestinian Authority is, who, by the way, has named hundreds of schools, streets, and sports teams after people who have murdered Americans or Jews. He, he honors them by naming them uh, after such monsters. And uh, I'm afraid our media has never made that clear in any significant way, uh, uh, to make it clear that Israel is dealing with one of the monster terrorists of the world, Mahmoud Abbas, the head of the Palestinian Authority. And everybody, we are talking to Mort Klein. He's the national president of the Zionist Organization of America, which is such a powerful advocate uh, for the Jewish people, for the state of Israel, uh, held an incredible gala where President Trump spoke and was so eloquent. And I thought, I agree with you, so presidential. I thought his speech was a home run. And it is such an important message, as you know all too well, Mort, um, about fighting anti-Semitism. Why do you think we are seeing a rise in it? I mean, you've talked about what's happening overseas, but also, sadly, there have been these cases of late uh, in the United States. I mean, there were heightened police patrols just recently in New York uh, because Jewish communities were getting threats at Jewish sites. 
Why is this? It, it is heartbreaking to me. As you know, my father grew up right outside the Warsaw Ghetto. My father's Polish Catholic. But, you know, to me, it is it is abhorrent when I see this anti-Semitism and even some of the comments coming from some members of Congress like Ilhan Omar. I'm happy to see Kevin McCarthy is talking about trying to kick her off committees. Why has there been a rise of it in America? Well, I am Polish Jewish, I might add, and, and I was very proud when President Trump cited you from the podium that I'm proud that Rita Cosby is here with us. So that was a proud moment for me since uh, I bragged to people that you're my friend. Uh, oh, more thank you. It, it was my great honor to, to hear that and to be at the gala with all of you, to be there with the president, to be at ZOA, to be with you. It was, to me, I could not have been more proud. Thank you. Well, I think uh, one of the reasons you see this increase is because you now have a dozen Jew haters in Congress. You never had this in the past. Uh, this word, Ilan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, uh, AOC from Queens, Corey Bush from St. Louis, Jamal Bowman from New York, uh, uh, publicly condemning Israel as a racist terrorist state, as an apartheid state, uh, saying they oppress Arabs and steal their land. All lies, all complete lies. I think uh, they have given legitimacy to hating Jews and the Jewish state by having all these members of Congress. In addition, people do not know that Mahmoud Abbas is a monster terrorist. The papers don't write about this. The papers don't write that he says no Jew will be allowed in any Palestinian state. And even issues like occupation, you know, they say you stole Arab land. But in fact, there was never an Arab country called Palestine. In fact, it's just a region. And the word Palestine is a Roman name. How can this be an Arab region if it's named using a Roman name? And, and you know, Arabs can't pronounce the letter P. They can't say Palestine. They say Palestine. They can't say it. This has never been an Arab country, never been even an Arab region. And people don't know this sort of thing. They also don't know that Israel has given away all of Gaza and 40% of the West Bank, Judea, and Samaria where almost all of the Palestinian Arabs live. They live under their own rule. They have their own parliament, schools, textbooks, newspapers, radio, TV, businesses, police force. If people knew that there's no occupation, they live under their own rule, they would be less inclined to start hating Jews irrationally as they do. So I think it's, it's the fact that members of Congress have legitimized Jew hatred, which we never had before, and the fact that people don't know the reality of the Arab-Islamic war against Israel. Even Jerusalem, which uh, many of the Jew haters say you, you must give Jerusalem to the Arabs. Now, do you know the word Jerusalem never appears in the holy book of the Muslims, the Koran? Never once. And the Jewish holy books is there 700 times. It's been the capital only of a Jewish state, never of any other state. Uh, so, uh, and in fact, back when they controlled Jerusalem, the Arabs, from 48 to 67, it became a slum. There was virtually no water, electricity, plumbing. No Arab leader even visited Israel, uh, Jerusalem, excuse me, when they controlled it, except the leaders of Jordan. So people don't know the truth of the Arab Islamic War uh, against Israel, the truth of Mahmoud Abbas and other issues, and these members of Congress. I was thrilled that the uh, uh, incoming Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, said he's going to be throwing some of these people like Ilan Omar off of the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee so they can't do uh, even even more damage and have a, uh, a bigger podium. And if people want to learn more about what I just said, ZOA.org. Go to ZOA.org, and it's all there uh, in many of the articles and releases that we put out. 
Well, Mort, you are so eloquent fighting for the Jewish people. Bravo to you. And again, everybody, ZOA.org. Mort Klein, my friend, and what a beautiful, beautiful gala and always so honored at all the great work you do. Thank you for being here so much on the Rita Cosby Show. Thank you so much for being at that gala, lending enormous uh, excitement uh, to, to everyone there by the fact that Rita Cosby, this extraordinary communicator, was also at our gala. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very sweet of you, Mort. And they are an amazing organization. That speech, by the way, that President Trump gave was phenomenal. And Mort's also comments there uh, were just so powerful about how important it is, the state of Israel and defending Israel, especially right now in the world. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Derek, uh, line eight. Derek, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Uh, we to Eric, Eric from Manhattan. Hi. Hi, hey, Eric. How are you? If I hear you, perfect. Okay. Sorry, go I'm ahead. Okay. Happy belated birthday. It's okay. Happy belated birthday. Um, I'm just Thank wanna, you. I mean, when, when, when you have, um, Chuck Schumer and, and Nadler here, and I mean, they don't say anything about these people, these extreme people in their own party. Um, just saying the most, the most foul things, you know, about, about the Jewish people and about the United States. And then we're supposed to take them seriously when, I mean, they, they start talking about anti-Semitism when it's in their own, you know, I mean, it's part of the reason why I'm not a Democrat anymore because of the hypocrisy. I mean, I, I don't know that, 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 that's about it. I, I it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's Eric, ridiculous. you know what? That's a so, great point I mean, that, that you bring up, Eric. It's a great point because I feel, um, they need to speak out. And you're right. It's like they're not condemning. I mean, remember when some of the comments came? That was so horrible when Ilhan Omar made the like, it's because of the Benjamins. Remember, it was such that was such a uh, disgusting comment. And I'm happy to say that Kevin McCarthy came out the other day. Of course, GOP leader came out and said that they're going to look into trying to remove some of these people from some of the committees that have questionable things in their background, like Eric Swalwell on the whole Chinese spy thing. And Ilhan Omar for some of her questionable comments that have been just shameful. Um, but you're right. It's like at that point, remember, they there were some at that point in the Democratic Party that did come out and make some comments against her because it was just so disgusting and it was so blatant. But she has made those kind of comments over and over again. And you're right. A lot of people within her party just give it a pass. And we can't accept it. It's not, it shouldn't be a Republican or a Democratic issue. It should be an American issue. You can't have that kind of tone or tenure. And especially at a time where there have been increased anti-Semitic attacks just around the world. I mean, you see what's happening with some of the vile comments that are coming out of Iran. We've even seen some synagogues in New York, um, on high alert. There were some in Staten Island, uh, that were recently on high alert with NYPD going over there after getting words of potential threats. I mean, scary stuff right now. And these words uh, have to be uh, just clamped down on. They have to be uh, reprimanded. And people have to universally condemn them. And uh, that's why I, I always applaud the work that ZOA does, um, because they definitely stand uh, for supporting Israel. And Israel is one of our greatest, greatest allies ever. And it's so important that we have... A peaceful Israel in that part of the world. Uh, it is pivotal for Israel, and it's also pivotal for us. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show.
Breaking news. And we are just getting word uh, that there has been a deadly shooting inside a Chesapeake, Virginia Walmart taking place tonight involving multiple fatalities and injuries. That's according to a spokesperson with the police department there. Uh, the Walmart's located on Battlefield Boulevard. Uh, the spokesperson said it was a single shooter and the department believes that the shooter is dead. No further information at this time. But again, a fatal shooting inside a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, police saying multiple fatalities and injuries. And if we get any more details, we will bring that to you. Of course, very, very sad as we are heading into this Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, and we're taking your calls about that. And, of course, so much more that we've been talking about here on the show, The Border. Anthony Fauci, anti-Semitism. Boy, what a busy show we have had here. Uh, let's go to Alex in California, uh, line six. Alex, I understand you want to talk about Dr. Fauci. Go ahead. Yes, I want to say that gain of function actually can have a positive benefit. For example, you can increase the transmissibility of a weak version of a deadly virus. Then the weak version becomes effectively a natural vaccine in the same way that cowpox is a natural vaccine for smallpox. So yeah, by, the, by the way, Alex, I agree that there's good maybe reasons for it. But don't you think what where I'm talking about it, that there was this grant to do it. Surprise, surprise at the Wuhan lab. And Fauci's the one who agreed to it. Didn't want to tell anybody about it because Obama himself didn't even want it. Remember, it was during Obama's tenure. He basically said, stop this. This is sort of playing like, you know, a, you know, a scientist, mad scientist, if you will. But then he continued it. And didn't even bring it up in all the meetings. And it was tied to, you know, bat viruses. I mean, it's an awful lot of coincidences. I agree, maybe gain of function, there's a noble purpose to it. But it's awfully suspicious when we have a coronavirus that happens. I think we need to know what happened. Was it tied to the Wuhan lab? I don't believe in all these coincidences. That's my point, Alex. Well, I made my comment primarily because... Nearly all the commentary about gain of function has been negative, and I just want to provide some balance to it. No, 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 that's a good point, but I'm not going there. You hear where I'm going. I'm going that I'm going that it, it's too many coincidences that make me not comfortable that I think if something kills millions of people around the world, I think it would be logical to ask some questions as to where it originated so it doesn't happen again, uh, even if the intention started out to be noble. But the fact that there seems to be a massive cover it makes me think there's a lot more to the story. But you're right. Uh, there may be noble intentions why they're doing the research. Um, but yet we still need to find out what caused the virus that took so many lives in our country and everywhere else. Uh, but great point, Alex. Thank you very much. Let's go to Jimmy. Uh, line five. Jim, your thoughts. Yes, given helping China develop or transferring technology to China where they could make a virus become more contagious, what do we do when they put that new technology on a more deadly virus? Boy, we are really, really under the gun. And as far as Fauci, our founding fathers outlawed uh, cruel and unusual punishment. If anybody ever deserved an exemption to that rule, it's Fauci. What he did, what he helped China do, do you realize well, Jim, China... What, Jim, what are you suggesting? You sound like you want to waterboard him. What are you suggesting there? No, waterboarding's not good enough. Oh, Fauci my God, Jimmy. like all the millions of people he helped kill and suffer. We lost more people uh, with, the, with the virus 
the uh, the heroin and the fentanyl, we lost twice as many Americans as we lost in the uh, World War II, Korea War, Vietnam War, and the anti-terror wars. We lost twice as many Americans due to what Fauci did with the virus, plus the heroin and the fentanyl from China. In three years, they killed more than we lost World War II, well, Korea, Vietnam, and anti-terror wars. Twice and Jim, as Jim, much. Hang on, hang on, Jimmy. The numbers, you're right in terms of how many died. You know, to say it's his fault, he clearly, by the way, I think is not telling the full story. I don't know if I would blame him for everything. He clearly has given misinformation over and over again. And and I wonder what he is covering up, which is why I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to find out uh, were the Chinese indeed uh, tied to it? Was it tied to the Wuhan lab? I think there's a lot of logical questions, and I think uh, the whole world, to your point, does deserve answers to that. Jim, I love you. Thank you. Let's go to Andrew real quick. Andrew, line two. Fauci did lie because then he changed it, and he said there was no risky gain of function. He said everyone in the chain of the command that looks at it agrees there wasn't risky, so he added that word risky, but he previously said there wasn't any at all of any kind. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Thank you. Let's go to Kenneth real quick. Line three, Kenneth, a few seconds. Go ahead, my friend, real quick. Yes, hi, Rita. Um, yeah, meet, uh, lovely Rita, meet her mate. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.